Hey y'all, I'm Gaina. And I'm Sonia. And you're listening to two bold and badass women sharing our takes on our South Asian experience. From discussing cultural taboos to tools for how to cope, together we can redefine our culture. Welcome to our safe community. Welcome to Brown and Bold. Alright, so um, everyone, today we have the pleasure of welcoming a fellow curly girl to the podcast. Um, her name is Sarosh Nandwani, and Gainath and I have both known her for several years. Um, Sarosh is both an engineer and an anthropologist, so a interdisciplinary thinker, and she's also a little bit of a curly hair guru. You can follow her on Instagram at, at Sarosh Nandwani. So Sarosh, welcome. We're so happy to have you here with us. Happy to be on your podcast. It's really exciting. And I love the topic that you guys are covering today. And that topic, y'all, is curly hair. So Sarosh, could you please tell us a little bit about your hair and why you're passionate about the idea of hair? Yeah, sure. So I'll start off with why I'm passionate about hair. I think I'm mostly passionate about curly hair because I have curly hair and it is something that I had to fight for. Um, a lot of our parents don't really know what to do with curly hair or big hair or thick hair. Um, and so I think along throughout my childhood and even later, there was a lot of judgment, a lot of maybe resentment and a lot of just like not fitting in or wanting to be different. And so it's something that I really pride myself in now. Um, and I'm very proud of the, the journey that I've gone through in order to, to keep it basically. And then for describing my hair specifically, <clears throat> there's a lot of different like names or, or descriptors that people in the curly community use to describe hair. So I'll just sort of walk through them briefly. One is, yeah, one of them is uh, my hair is type 2C to 3B. And so basically there's sort of a chart of various hair types that goes from straight all the way through wavy, curly into coily hair. Um, so that's sort of one, one type and you can have multiple curl types on your head. They can be all kinds of different things. Um, another descriptor is my hair is low porosity, which means that it does not absorb moisture well. There are some types of hair that are neutral porosity and some are high porosity, which means that they absorb moisture very well. And so there's different products or things that you use based on your porosity. And then another descriptor is it's medium density. Sometimes you can't, if you, you know, split open your hair, you can see your scalp. Some folks have really high density hair and you cannot see their scalp if you split it open. Some people have low density, which is sort of like thinner hair. Um, and then you can see their scalp very easily. And none of, none of these are, when I describe these, none of them are good, bad. None of them need any sort of judgment because they're all wonderful. So that's sort of how I describe my hair. Wait, okay, you said something about porosity and absorbing moisture. So if my hair is really frizzy, would that mean that my hair does not absorb moisture well? I think that depends. There's multiple reasons for frizz. I am not, I mean, I, I, can, I can give you a few reasons that that could be the case. One of them is that maybe you have high porosity hair and you're using low porosity products. So things that are really, really light. And so your hair just doesn't take to it it well because it's not enough for your hair. So your hair might frizz up because it doesn't have enough moisture. Conversely, it might have too much moisture. It's very possible to over-moisturize your hair. So with me, if I put way too much cream in or like really heavy, like I cannot use coconut oil because that will give me frizz because my hair does not absorb well. So everything that I use that's too heavy will just sort of sit on top. 
another issue that some people have is they'll um, not have a good like protein moisture balance. So our hair has keratin in it, right? And that's a protein. And so it needs both moisture and protein. And so if you are deficient in one or over, or like overdone in one, then um, both of those can cause frizz. And also like weather is a big problem. There's plenty of things that could contribute to that. Wait, this is like an actual science. I did not know about any of this. It's interesting that you say the coconut oil one actually, because growing up, I always had coconut oil in my hair, right? Like dale and braids and I had really thick hair. But recently, like literally just last week, I put coconut oil in my hair and it felt really weighed down. And I don't know if it's in my head, but I felt like it kind of dried it out even more. So I don't really know what's happening. And I, I'm really like interested. This is like super cool. Also, I remember meeting you six years ago. And from one of our first conversations, you actually shared with me that you weren't comfortable with your curly hair at the time and that you received some kind of weird comments from aunties. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, for sure. And definitely reach out if you have any questions about like oils and stuff, because I can't use that. There's a lot of differentiations between like what types of oils to use. The general consensus is do what works for you. That means you have to try a bunch of stuff, which is that can get a little bit time consuming. Um, for when we met, um, I think I had, I, d I don't want to, I don't know if it was shame, maybe it was a little bit of shame or just like a lot of self-hate towards my hair because it was something different. Like I remember being like, when I was younger, I had like wavy to straight hair. And as you go through different hormonal changes in your life, so for example, pregnancy and menopause do the same thing, your hair will change. And a lot of times it will get curlier. And so when I went through puberty, it was just this transition from like this soft, long hair to like really frizzy, bushy, like no one knew what to do with it hair. And so I was constantly sort of being looked at differently because it was too quote unquote wild or too quote unquote bushy, too frizzy, too, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm like a fairly small person. So I got a lot of comments of like, your hair is too big for your face. Like you're hiding in your hair, whatever the case is. I remember just like walking into like my place of prayer and seeing just this sea of like straightened hair because I, and I knew, you know, you know, when somebody has straightened their hair sometimes because it's maybe a little bit fried, a little bit burnt. Um, it's a little bit different now, but back when I was younger, I just remember seeing that and being like, like, what is, what's wrong with me? I had it in my head almost that there was something wrong with my biology. That's how ingrained it was. I literally thought that like the normal way to be was to have straight hair and anything aside from that was deviant. Like I, like I felt dirty, like just, just icky with my hair. And I mean, this was also compounded with issues of like body image and acne. And so it was like a very layered thing, but I, I thought, I mean, I thought baby hair was like not a real thing. I thought like that I was just somehow deficient or like weird because I had baby hair or like frizz or anything. So there was a lot of like also fighting with my parents about, you know, what, what's appropriate, what's clean, what's professional, what's hygienic. Um, and just like general comments about people sort of demeaning frizz and demeaning bushiness and demeaning curly hair, so. I want to dive into the, so thank you for sharing that with us. I know like thinking back to those sort of traumatic moments can be challenging, but you mentioned some experiences with your parents and that reminded me of a story where when I was just starting to begin to like my hair, which is 
curly, not as curly as words, it's more in the sort of the wavy range. But um, my parents always told me to brush my hair or comb my hair because it was frizzy. And this, so they said, comb it and that'll make it better. I see you grinning. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, same. Just, just <laughs> I just want to be included in this same. <laughs> yeah, I actually totally forgot to mention that the brushing, it, for everybody listening, if you have wavy or curly hair, just don't, just don't brush <laughs> it. Oh my what happens when you come out of the shower? I, oh God, the, I, uh, up till, up till a year ago, I, I shit you not, my dad was just like, here's a brush. It's supposed to work. It's supposed to decrease frizz. And I was like, no, I was like, that is not going to work with my hair. They were probably talking about people with straight hair because they don't, they, they, they don't think about that. They don't think to delineate, like, this is what works for this hair. And this is what works for this hair. So there are some like curly hair specific brushes that exist now. Those are a lot different than they used to be. And there's a very different technique that you use in order to use them. But I, I completely remember being young and having my parents either brush out my hair or tell me to brush out my hair and then be like, why is your hair so bushy and frizzy? And I like retrospectively, I'm like, obviously it would have been really bushy because you're separating all of the curls out. But at the time I had no idea. So it was just this constant cycle of like listening to somebody tell me how to do my own hair and then not knowing what to do and then hating it. And then, I mean, and then straightening it because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, I have a similar memory of like going to, I was in this trip um, with my family in Europe and we, the first like big trip we'd been on in, in a long time. And I just got in the short bob with my curly hair and I was like, this is cute. Like it's actually like lifting and looking really, really nice. But my dad's like, you look like a jungly. You need to comb your hair. And I kept telling him every day of this trip, you can't comb it. It's just going to look like a fucking puff ball on the top of my head. And he kept arguing with me. So one morning I like just, I was like, okay, fine, mom, you can come comb my hair because I'm not doing it. So my mom combed my hair and as she combbed it, it could, it just like expanded. And my dad's like, why is your hair doing that? It's not supposed to do that. And I was like, I told you, this is what happened. Um, and then I think after that, he like believed me that like we can't comb our hair because um, it just makes it puffy. What a mess. I had to do that too. My dad was like, just try it. And I was like, you know what, fine. And so I pushed my hair and obviously it became a little pom-pom on my head. And I was just like, I don't even, like the curls were gone. It's fine to have like very voluminous hair, like frizz is in, we love frizz. But this was just like, I mean, and it's painful to do at a certain point when you're brushing out your hair. If people are not, oh, I have a story about that. I can share that if you, if, if we have time. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I was in Pakistan for a wedding and they were like, you should straighten your hair for this event. And I was like, no. And they said, please. And I was like, fine. Cause I had no energy to argue about that at this point. And I know that there are, you know, certain values about what our hair is supposed to look like. So I went to a salon and y'all, these ladies took the two, two of them, two aunties took combs and just went, I mean, from top to, from my scalp down to the ends of my hair combing. Number one, you are supposed to start at the end of your hair. If you are going to brush your hair, you start at the bottom and then you work your way up. They started at the top, worked their way down. They were not nice about it. They were very like rough hands. I lost, I want to say a quarter to a third of my hair just on the floor. It took, and then, then they straightened it, right? 
And then they were, I had a curly cut. They were complaining about the length of my hair. They were like, can we please cut it? And I was like, no, you're not gonna do that. Um, it took, I wanna say it took like three months for my hair to get completely back to normal after that because of the, the loss and then the heat damage. Like it was just a, like a nightmare. Wow, I'm so sorry. Wait, wait, first of all, I learned something new. I didn't know you were supposed to brush it from bottom and then work your way up. I just like don't brush my hair because it's curly. I do it when it's wet, when I apply like product. But that is crazy. Did they not like try to dampen your hair before brushing it? It was just on dry hair. On dry hair. That's so painful, especially because your hair is very curly. Like that must have hurt a lot. It was pain. It was pain. I was crying as they were doing it, just tearing. And then afterwards I was crying too. Cause I was, I, I felt like I had just lost a piece of my for, for, cause for at two years at that point, I had been like, okay with my hair. I'd been like, oh, I'm taking care of it a little more. It started becoming a source of pride. And I felt like it had been ripped away from me. Almost. I'm sorry. I was coerced into getting it ripped away from me. It, it was, it was, it was just violate. Like, I just didn't like that. That was a, a boundary that was crossed and I didn't appreciate it so so tell me this why do you think people in the Desi community are so prejudiced against curly hair because even me growing up I always felt like I looked more beautiful with straighter hair so like despite having nice curly hair I just didn't know how to manage it at the time so it was just like this big frizz I'm like no I only look pretty if I straighten my hair now I just like rock my curly hair but why do you think that is why is there that like prejudice against it yeah, I'm, I'm sure y'all have explored this question too. And I'm, I, it warms my heart to see that both of y'all are like embracing your waves and your curls and in all of their, in all of their shapes and forms. Cause it, it is, I think a big step to take um, in our community. And I think, I think a lot of it stems from, we've all heard the term like Eurocentric beauty standards. I think that is a big part of why we value um, straight hair, especially thick straight hair that is very long, right. And silky, right. <clears throat> I think um, a lot of that also stems from anti-blackness. I did, so I when I had started posting on Instagram, one of the questions that I asked was just like, what insults have you heard about, about your curly hair? And a couple people responded that, people said that like, oh, you look like you're black. And I was like, there are so many issues with that because not only are you insulting curly hair, you are, you are, basically insulting the black community because you're saying that what what they look like what their hair is naturally is wrong or ugly or 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 again deviant too frizzy too big unmanageable whatever the case is um and i think a lot of that messaging has been sort of beaten into us from like birth right from every disney movie we see like y'all remember ariel and the little mermaid just using a fork to just comb through her long you know voluminous straight hair and I remember being, when I was little, I was like, I can't do that with a fork. Like I was so sad about it. Um, but up until like, even like the movie uh, Queen, which is a Bollywood movie and like the princess diaries and like, it's always big bushy curly to like straight. And then, and then the woman is pretty or, and then the person is pretty. Um, but I think a lot of it does have to do with like racism and these like white supremacist ideas that we have. Um, because of just like colonialism. I think we can go all the way back to that. Wait, that is so funny that you bring up the Princess Diary scene. Cause I completely forgot about that. They like got the brush stuck in her hair and then it broke. And then they yanked it so yeah, hard. It, I, 
hair. That um, is like the epitome of what your experience in Pakistan sounded like. Yeah. But that that was so crazy. And if you remember, like her final beautiful outcome was like perfectly straightened hair. Like, oh my God, so many connections that I'm suddenly remembering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so, it's, it's, it's hard to look back on it because at the time, I don't know if y'all realized it. I didn't realize it at the time. And so looking back, I'm just like, oh, there's, there's the message. Like, no wonder I hated it so much. And Hathaway, you could have looked good with pretty, with curly hair, straight hair, whatever you wanted. Um, she was pretty bald too, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So one thought on, we've talked a lot about curly hair on women, um, but can you shed a little light on, um, do you have any thoughts on how men in our community deal with their curly hair? Yeah, I I don't. So I'm thinking about it now. I don't think I know that many men with curly or wavy hair, but I, I think that's because they cut it really short. I just don't think they grow it out long enough to take care of it. Like I, I know some, um, a, a boy personally who has curly hair and he just, I, I mean, didn't even grow it out until quarantine happened for the pandemic. And then he was like, oh, this is quite nice. And people gave him compliments and he was like, maybe I should keep this. But towards the beginning, it was very much like a I'm just going to cut this off because I have no idea what to do with it. Yes. My brother had very similar experience. Um, so my brother is about to turn 20 and um, several months ago. So actually his whole life, he's been embarrassed of his hairline and he has sort of this like coarse hair. And so coarse hair often is also curly. You just don't know until it gets long enough. Um, and so he just thought his hair was sort of unruly and like bushy when it was short. So he would always keep it really short. Um, to prevent it from getting too big, um, quote unquote, too big, you know? And then at one point, I think it was towards the beginning of quarantine, he was just like, I'm just going to grow this out. And he grew his hair out into these beautiful coils that are, it's like about as coily as your hair, Sorosh. And he loved it. He felt so cool. Um, and my parents were also like, what the heck is going on with your head? Um, (laughs) his hair was genuinely like, he probably needed a little bit of a haircut, but he was kind of like a mushroom, but, but like curls were gorgeous. Um, and he was so happy and, and feeling himself. And so, um, I just think that's worth calling out that I'm sure that a lot of, um, our, like the men in our community also have curly hair that they don't know how to deal with. So they just cut it really short. Okay. In my experience, I may also have a very small sample size, but like the girls I've spoken to, a lot of us find guys with curly hair like very attractive like at least with me I find guys who have like coarse like thick curly hair to me that's just like cute you know mm-hmm. which is crazy to me because when you're a girl and you got to brush it out the curls aren't so welcomed but then when you're a guy we're just like attracted to like the messiness it like adds to that like manliness you know like oh it's so rough like he doesn't even have to try <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's like oh look at that beard like he doesn't even care it's like attractive in their most like natural state, but our natural state, um, not so welcomed. And I think it's interesting that you bring that up because I feel like a lot of, maybe some of the, maybe not all of it, some of the dialogue that we have around like, at least for heterosexual relationships is there's this notion that like men like hair that they can like, you know, put, put their hand in and just put it all the way through. Like they like hair that they can brush their hand through and I don't know, like grab during, you know, intimacy, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think that notion really plays a big part in this too, because it's very like, 
like straight long silky hair for for women is seen as this like like sort of almost sensual thing in addition to just being like the norm or what is what is considered the norm it's also just like this very sensual the sensual thing and it's I mean directly related to the male gaze as well so it's interesting that you bring that up because it's completely reversed for for men all right Sarosh so you just mentioned the male gaze um and obviously Another component of the male gaze that men consider quote unquote beautiful is hairlessness on women. And so do you have any thoughts on um, body hair as it relates to maybe women with curly hair and what their body hair might be like or body hair in general? Um, yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of y'all sort of echoed my sentiments in the beginning of, of this episode. I think it's like very much related to, and I'll bring white supremacist notions of beauty into this again, as well as the male gaze of just like wanting us to not have hair where there is supposed to be hair, like it naturally grows there. So why is it a problem? I don't know. And I mean, at least when I was younger, I used to ask my mom about it. Like, why do we have to do this? Why do I have to spend time, labor, money, energy, hating the way that I look when I have body hair and then try to take it off. And she, had, I mean, the answer was just like, women aren't supposed to have body hair or like, or like, um, this is, this is the way it is. And I'm and like, why do I have a bigger mustache than my brother? Huh, mom? <laughs> Riddle me this. <laughs> oh God. I think you, you brought up, uh, earlier that when, when y'all were younger, maybe you had like, the, oh, um, like boys would be like, oh, I like your mustache or like they'd make fun of your mustache. I literally remember being in Spanish class in like fifth grade or something. And some guy across the room was just like, hey, Saroche, you kind of have a mustache. And for the rest of the day, I had my whole face in a sweatshirt. I was just hiding my face because that was another one of those things where I, I, I talked about this earlier. I just thought that having body hair was like not normal. I thought that it was somehow like, I was like diseased or dirty because I had body hair. Like I just don't feel right when I, even now when I have body hair, when it's grown out, I just feel icky. And that's such a sad thing to feel icky in your own body. Like how, I mean, especially yeah. because it's so natural like that's the unfortunate part it's not like we're going out of our way to feel icky we literally cannot do anything about it and that mustache story it reminds me of something really disgusting that I saw on TikTok there was a 13 year old Desi girl it's very her her facial hair and her upper lip especially they're very visible right even through camera she's just vibing doing her own thing like dancing minding her own business She's 13, okay? And there are grown men who took that TikTok clip and then tried to make it funny by taking a razor and like putting it to the camera and like being like, oh, shave your mustache. And it wasn't one or two. It was like, I saw at least three and downloaded them and then addressed it. Can you believe that? She's freaking 13 and y'all are grown ass men. How disgusting is that bullying a little girl because she has facial hair? The ironic part is none of them even had like beards or even like fades. So <laughs> a lot of that's staying. And a lot of that is toxic masculinity, right? Because it comes from a place of feeling insecure about yourself and feeling like your body or your hair or whatever isn't good enough. And so then let's demean someone else, make them feel bad about themselves too. So it's just yeah. like a vicious cycle of everyone feeling like shit about themselves and making everyone else feel like shit. 
It's so, it's so gross. And I, I mean, at least for, for men and body hair, you spoke about this earlier too, but like South Asian men have a lot of body hair. Mm. And I, I cannot tell you how many times I have heard people around me, like whether South Asian or not, just like making fun of men with like back hair or like a lot of chest hair peeking through a V-neck or something. And I, I, I'm, I feel like that's wrong. Like you shouldn't be doing, like it's normal to have that. And I think um, th there's like maybe a spectrum of like quote unquote acceptable body hair, even on men, like for women, it's just like, don't, don't have any. <laughs> and then for men, it's like, you can't have too much and you can't have too little. If you have too little, you're effeminate. And if you have too much, you're gross. And so there, and, and obviously uh, we'll bring in the Eurocentric beauty standards. It gets like very directly related to like, what, what do, what have we been told is the norm? Why is that the norm? And why are we perpetuating the cycle over and over when all of us are struggling with it? I just don't get it. And then the, the amount of money that we spend trying to like, uh, I, I could cry. I could go on and on about this as like a broken record. Mm -hmm. And so on that note, um, we do, we know we've talked about a lot of the struggles and the negatives um, experiences that we've had um, in the process of coming to terms with loving our hair and being comfortable with the body hair that we have. So how would you advise people in our South Asian community and in other communities who want to understand, love, and work with their curly hair? And body hair. And body hair. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, for body hair, I think it's just like a matter of undoing. There's a lot of this is just unlearning and relearning. I think that's like a really big, especially for body hair. I'm having, I'm personally having a lot of trouble just coming to terms with it because I feel emotionally better after I've gotten my legs waxed, which is crazy that it affects me that way. Just, I mean, absolutely batshit nonsense that that affects me. Um, and then, I mean, things like, uh, this is like a whole other topic, but things like pubic hair and, and I mean, everything that comes with just being a human and accepting that that's part of being a human for, th this is for body hair. For curly hair, I have very specific advice and there's a lot of advice. So please stop me. And you guys should also add the advice that you have for people with curly hair because y'all have also gone through a very similar journey. Um, I think my first piece of advice would be I get a lot of people in my Instagram DM saying like, oh, like my hair can't look like that. Or like, oh, like my hair is like, you know, it's too, too big or it's too frizzy or like my hair is never going to look like yours. And I'm like, this is not like to toot my own horn. I'm, this is what people tell me. And I'm like, it doesn't have to look like mine, number one. And um, number two, like, I think it takes time. Like it takes time to learn how to, how to care for your hair. Don't, you, nobody should be expecting a miracle overnight. Like it's just, it's going to take a lot of time, investment and experimenting in order to get to your, your natural hair. It, it's not supposed to look like anybody else's. <clears throat> and then my second piece of advice, which sort of relates back to the body hair <clears throat> is that you have to undo the notions that you have about about your curly hair or your wavy hair. When you go to a special occasion, a wedding, um, if you go to your place of prayer, if you go to a party, if you go like out clubbing with your friends, out to brunch, if you're straightening your hair, I want you to question it. Why do you straighten your hair? Who do you do it for? Um, and 
I mean, try experimenting with maybe not doing it. Like what, what, what about straight hair makes you think that it's more professional or more um, beautiful or more acceptable for society? So before we leave, what are some quick tips that you would give to people who are still experimenting and trying to figure out their curly hair? So really quick tips. Um, I think definitely try ditching shampoo like every other shower, see what happens, experiment with that. Um, try different products afterwards, whether that's a gel or a cream, just kind of mess with it, see what happens. Always uh, in wet hair. Yes, wet hair. Um, you can try damp or soaking wet. It works different for, for everybody. And then definitely protect your hair at night. Hair protection is a really big one because that'll make your curls or waves last longer. So like a silk or satin bonnet or a silk or satin pillowcase, is, it will go very, very far. And then lastly, don't use a regular towel. Do not use a regular towel. Um, use a microfiber towel if you have one. If you do not, use a very, very old soft cotton t-shirt and just scrunch your hair dry. Do not like mess, mess it, mess with it as you're drying it. That's super quick, super helpful tips that I think are new to a lot of us. And so hopefully that helps out our community a little bit. And finally, um, do you have any resources that you would point our listeners to, to learn more about curly hair? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm saying, yeah, definitely to the answer for all of these. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yes, I have resources. I think social media is like a really great place to turn to. It can be really overwhelming. Um, Reddit has a excellent wiki page. So if you just do r slash curly hair, that Reddit, they, they have like an about page. They just have one long document with like every piece of beginner advice that you could imagine. It's very consolidated, very concise, very clear. Um, aside from that, Instagram and YouTube both have really, really great resources. You just have to find the curl, the, a person with the same curl type as you, and that will probably help with uh, learning a little bit more. And also just make sure to very heavily emphasize following, <clears throat> excuse me, Black creators, because we would not have what we have in the curly community without Black creators in the Black community, especially Black women who have pioneered most most of everything that the the um, curly community uses thank you so much for all of those resources um, and finally y'all we want to make sure to give you a couple of suggestions of how to support your curly brothers and sisters so give them a compliment if you see a little girl out there with her hair curly tell her you think that it's awesome um, and of course, also make sure you remind her that she's intelligent and all of those other things, but yeah, hype up her curly hair, um, or, or his curly hair or their curly hair and definitely like go out there, support those creators. Um, and you can also sign some petitions that Sarosh sent us and we'll make sure we put them in our, um, Instagram as well. So you can support some of the cool work that's being done out there to support, um, people of color with curly hair. And with that, we will leave you. Yeah, thanks so much, Sarosh. This was so helpful. Like I, even though I've been messing with my curly hair, I didn't know half this stuff. So this was very educational for me. Thank you guys for having me on. It was, it, it's nice to talk about it because it's something that I think we don't talk about enough. And I love, love being able to talk to other people who also have curly hair about this, who have had a very similar journey. Well, that's what we do. We talk about stuff. <laughs> um, and remember, everyone, follow Sarosh at Sarosh Nandwani um, on Instagram. And thank you so much once again for being with us today. 
Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye, Bye. y'all. Thank you so much, y'all. We're so grateful that you're here, and we really hope that you took something away from this episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, Remember to find us on Instagram, and you can email us. Our Instagram is underscore brownandbold underscore, and our email is brownandboldpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.